Hi, you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here today with my gray-habited friend, yes, Father Michael Martin. Great to be with you, Emma, in your very, very special, very, very special t-shirt that you're wearing today. I knew it was coming. Uh, yeah. Well, you commented on my gear, my apparel, so I needed to comment on yours. They're both just classic a, styles, a white v-neck tee and yeah. a gray habit and capuche. That's right. That's right. Classic. They're both classic. I mean, I know lots of people that wear a v-neck t-shirt to work. I mean, actually, so. yours is more classic than mine. Yes, Yours has been around I for think. centuries. Correct. Uh, you know, the the basic white tea is only, you yeah, know. it's relatively young. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so jingle bells, here we are. Jingle bells, you yes. Know? Oh my goodness. Christmas I should have had that, that jingle bell uh, instrument that the, you know, that like concert bands and the like have that. You know, oh, ching, it's ching, like a ching. stick with it, all the yeah, bells with the on bells it? And they, yeah, with the bells. Yeah. Right. I'm sure Andrew has one of those. He probably does. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but in, Christmas in, in musical instrument worlds, they call it toys. The toys. Toys. Yes, that bell and person that plays those, the percussionist that plays those, he plays the toys. There's really? Like, there's, yeah. There's, there's Is a, it a because number of them. are they trying to like hate on the I don't people so. who play it I don't and think be like, oh, you just not, have a it, toy? It is not a microaggression. I don't believe so. <laughs> Against musicians. Yeah. Yeah, so Christmas is like 10 days away-ish, I think. Um, and? And I, I just and can't believe it. are we prepared? That's the question. Are we prepared? And how can we really maximize that um, fourth week of Advent, you know? <laughs> that, will, that will last all of 24 hours. That'll yeah, for all of our great. listeners who maybe haven't looked ahead of the calendar yet, the fourth Sunday of Advent also happens to be Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. So It's called the Pastor's Nightmare. Yes. <laughs> Let's put as many things as we possibly can into one day. Let's put some Sunday Masses and Christmas Eve Masses all on the <laughs> on same the day. Same day. I think this will be, I mean, okay, for, you know, for the Catholic Center, I go to mass like three times every Sunday to be at all of our masses. But I think this is the first time I'm ever going to go to mass twice on the same day for different... For different celebrations. Celebrations. That's kind of crazy. Well, it does happen, you know, uh, at least in a priest's life, it happens sometimes when you have a funeral one day and you also have daily mass. Yeah, yeah, So you can have two masses that way. Or Saturday morning mass and then you're doing the vigil for Sunday at night. So it it does happen maybe for priests a little bit more, but for the laity. um, And you know what's going to happen. People are going to say, I'm only going to go to one. (laughs) And and I doubt it's going to be Sunday morning. Sadly, sadly, because, I mean, come on. You know, it's, it's, you know, Christmas Eve is not the celebration. The celebration is Christmas Day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so we we anticipate, uh, you know, Christmas with the vigil. But, uh, it, it, you know, it's not pick one. It's it really the, mm-hmm. the fourth Sunday of Advent has its own particular message that's real yeah. and that needs to be uh, celebrated fully. So maybe the best way to do it is either do Sunday Sunday fourth Sunday mass and then Christmas Day mass or Saturday night vigil yes. for the fourth Sunday and then Christmas Eve. I, th- I think probably um, Saturday Sunday. The latter is what m- most people who want to do both will probably do, yeah. which yeah. is fine. You know mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, it's just interesting to me how relatively no one in the states goes to mass on Christmas Day, 
And is that a little problematic? You know, yeah, I, always, I, I always went to midnight mass, though. Right. So that's technically Christmas sure, Day. Sure, sure it is. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you guys you? go to Christmas Day mass growing up? Oh, yeah. As a kid. Not Christmas Eve. We didn't start going to Christmas Eve mass until I was maybe, say, uh, in high school. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, we always went Christmas morning. You know, we'd get up and open presents and then we'd go to mass and then we'd come home and have big fat breakfast so you got to open presents before mass yes oh yeah i mean because my sisters and i we would be up at the crack of dawn (laughs) you know so i i think we weren't going to mass at that hour at least my parents weren't having you know probably been up the night before (laughs) wrapping all the presents who knows what time so you mean helping santa Santa. put the presents there yes yes (laughs) yeah well i know it's such an interesting i I remember when I first looked at the calendar, I was like, this is crazy. But anyway, get, getting back into the heart of Christmas and out of these sort of logistical details, even though they're fun to talk about. Yeah, man. sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so what – I can't believe, like, I remember at, as the day after Halloween, I think I went to Target, and they had Christmas stuff sure. already. Sure, It wasn't even Thanksgiving. It wasn't right. even close to Thanksgiving. Sure. So Christmas is like a big deal in America, but not really Christmas, right? Sure. Like, how, what are what are ways that you see it being like? I mean, there's like so many obvious ways that it gets hijacked, but yeah, I, I mean, I I I could sit here and we could bash all that, and that and that would be a podcast in and of itself, <laughs> bashing how Christmas has been um, co-opted by the culture. Um, but I, I do think that we could we could also say there's opportunity here. What does it really tell us that our culture wants to find some celebration mm. that unifies, that our culture wants to find some celebration that maybe stretches us a little bit beyond ourselves, that our culture wants to find some celebration that allows for generosity? You know, mm-hmm. so there's... It tells us something that our culture does, at its heart, want Desire. some, mm-hmm. some, some better things and some some things that are of, of a, a greater value than mm-hmm. certainly. You know, there are so many businesses that, you know, they're, you know, seventy percent of their income is is attributable to the Christmas season, and yeah. God bless them. I, I'm not trying to you know, said that they, they should cease and desist because it's not Jesus-centered or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, 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 that's fine. But I, I, I don't think, though, that um, that sitting here and just bashing the fact sure. that the culture has sort of taken this, um, this celebration and run with it in a whole different direction, I don't know that that really gains us anything. Um, except one thing, and that's where... If our culture wants to do all these sort of peripheral things, that's great. But please stop, please stop redefining Christmas where you hear phrases like um, Christmas is all about family (laughs) makes me crazy. (laughs) Christmas is not all about family. It might be a good family time, but that's not what it's all about. What it's all about is the birth of Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is all about. If you want to have some other family holiday, great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. have it. 
you know, a Festivus for the rest of us, you know, <laughs> go for it. Make it on the 26th and run. Mm -hmm. But December 25th is about God made man. Mm. And you can't, um, if you can't handle that truth, find, <laughs> find your own celebration. But that's what we will celebrate. Mm. And we'll celebrate it over and over and over again because we can't celebrate it enough. Yeah. Yeah. I do you think that there are ways that even we as like Catholics and Christians have um, even domesticated Christmas and the power of the nativity a bit? Like I know for St. Francis, like the incarnation of, you know, God as a human baby was like huge for him. And he didn't he start the whole nativity scene yeah, practice? Yeah, and absolutely. Stuff? In the little town of Greccio uh, mm. back in the 13th century and to this day we uh, we therefore all have little nativity scenes you know you can mm -hmm. you can look at your nativity scene and thank St. Francis um, <laughs> of course all good things that are thankable are you know, attributed, attributed to St. Francis. Francis oh yeah, my sorry. gosh uh, but um, you're right that the the way in which we have probably in 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 too much a fashion, we have domesticated the incarnation and, and made it just like some other birth. Mm. You know, births happen multiple times a day. You yeah. know, I mean, there are babies <laughs> being born right now, you know, and so, and so it's a commonplace occurrence. And so mm. the warm feeling of holding a, a newborn child is awesome and is wonderful. Um, and certainly, Mary and Joseph had that experience, and we don't want to in any way not uh, fully grasp the humanity of Christmas morning, of that first Christmas morning. At the same time, we cannot underestimate the power and significance mm. of what it meant for God to become man. Yeah. Like that is... Mm hard to get our to wrap your head around, wrap your head around. the creator of the universe. universe becomes the created yeah i mean it's just not and a, of and and a, a being that is like wholly reliant on correct. humans to survive right right the 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 first cause becomes you know subject to all of the you know forces that uh that the first cause had created you know mm -hmm. it's just it, it it's um, it, it's so much of a stretch that it begins to help us to realize the extent of God's love, mm. that God would want to reveal himself so much that he would step down and, and become one of us and allow himself to experience all that the created, uh, that created humans experience. That's a powerful gift of love. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something... Uh, really worth, really worth celebrating. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I, like, you mentioned this to me a couple of weeks ago, and it's really stuck with me, and I, I'd like you to share it with listeners, too. You were talking to me a little bit about SCOTUS. Mm-hmm. Can you, can sure. You... Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really it's fascinating very, yeah. and like mind blowing. Yeah. The, a little bit to me. Anyway. The great theologian and uh, uh, and philosopher known also as the subtle doctor um, mm -hmm. John Dun Scotus, uh, uh, 13th century uh, Franciscan who um, was a professor at uh, in Paris and in Cambridge, uh, and and 
uh, was Scottish, obviously, mm. and and he was a uh, had some incredible, or no, I shouldn't say incredible. He had some powerful theological um, thoughts that still with us today. He was a huge proponent of the Immaculate Conception mm. before the Immaculate Conception was ever, you know, uh, a commonly held. Uh, a dogma of the church, mm-hmm. and also was a major proponent of what we call the Franciscan school, which believes that Christ's incarnation wasn't plan B for God. Mm. Like God had plan A and then Adam sinned. And so then plan B was, well, I'll send my son to to be uh, born of a virgin. No, mm-hmm. that, uh, that plan A all along was that God would become man, that there would be this incarnation so that we could uh, be united with with Christ and that our human nature would be elevated to this divine nature that happens in the 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 joining of those two natures in Christ. And so, um, yeah, so SCOTUS was, a, I mean, we could do a whole podcast just on that, but um, the 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 issue of that being so much a part of the Franciscan school is around Francis's appreciation of creation mm-hmm. and um, the oneness of creation and <clears throat> pardon me, and seeing creation um, in the fullest sense in the two natures of Christ mm-hmm. and the humanity and the divinity of Jesus where, where creation gets elevated. And so I can say that brother sun and sister moon i can say i can sense that connection that i have with all of creation and with all of my brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. that that would have been plan a from the start Mm. that's the thumbnail version the thumbnail version (laughs) the uh not so highbrow theological philosophical yeah the paperback edition but that is kind of crazy thinking that that was god's end game all along from the moment he began like created adam and eve was he knew he wanted to like be with us. Well, if you think about it, we, we, we say that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, mm-hmm. right? He is the beginning and the end. And we are created in his image and likeness, mm. right? And so all along to, to recognize that we began in him and we're to end in him, that he is so um, intimately connected mm-hmm. with our, you know, with our nature in, in creation, um, allows for the thought that and it's a thought it's not a dogma it's a thought that you know god would have sent his son Mm -hmm. anyway to do that Mm -hmm. so yeah chew on that a little bit i know yeah it's yeah it's a lot to wrap your head around a little bit and i i'm always amazed when you know you remind us how um often francis meditated on the incarnation like how do you eat how much time can you spend, spend. on that? But, like, clearly, it's, like, so mind-boggling. You can just keep... Well, I, I think the, the the great gift of that meditation mm-hmm. is, is, from this perspective, what God must think of me mm. that he would want to come and spend time with me. Think about it. You and I, you know, we meet someone important and we take a selfie, right, with, yeah. with that person. <laughs> and then we show everyone, right? Right. So yeah. in, in essence, what we're what we're doing at Christmas is sort of a big selfie with God. Mm. You know, we're we're saying 
wow, that you would come and hang out with us. Let me get a picture of this and I'll, mm. you know, and I'll treasure it. You know, so that snapshot that sort of we take around the manger is us sort of being overwhelmed by the honor that God has bestowed on us in becoming one with us. And obviously then our worth, our dignity, our value as human beings gets so elevated. So, you know, if you're if you're having a bad day, if you've got low self-esteem, <laughs> you know, focus on the crib mm-hmm. of Christ. You know, focus on the manger and and take great comfort in knowing that we are so loved and so highly thought of mm. that God would want. And that's the thing that blew Francis's mind. I can't, I can't imagine that God would <laughs> want to be with me, you know, yeah. that would just want to spend time with me. Yeah. Mm, that is really powerful. Hmm. Well, changing tax a little bit, what, um, how do you, how do you feel? What, how do you feel about the like nature of gift giving and how can how can is there do we need to improve that yeah you know i mean the the hardest uh thing around this is that there's goodness in in gift giving certainly Mm -hmm. and um the downside of it is some of us are great gift givers i mean i i I know people that i receive gift from gifts from that i think wow how in the world did they think how did they think of this like that's such a perfect gift Mm -hmm. how did they I, on the other hand, <laughs> am the absolute worst. I, I have zero creativity. I mean, the greatest invention for my life was the gift card. I mean, it, you know, I just and the, and the the you know the Visa gift card. Like, I'm not even going to try and figure out what store you want. You know, just Visa. There you go. Um, you know, it, it, it's one step above giving cash. And and I, I believe me, if I could just give cash, I would. I, 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 and so I, I think gift giving. Um, has a place. I, I I do think, though, that there needs to be a lot of catechesis with children mm-hmm. around um, what this really means and, uh, and where is it headed. You know, that um, real serious conversations with children around, um, you know, how much they want mm. and what does it really mean to want and what a gift given really means rather than just tearing through, you know, 24, <laughs> you know, 18 packages on a Christmas morning mm-hmm. and where the most important thing is the excitement of opening it up and realizing not that I have this great gift, but that I've got one more to open. Yeah. And then I've got another one. To, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I think there's got to be a lot of early conversation mm-hmm. around that and, mm-hmm. and moderation that um, that helps children to learn that this feast isn't about, you know, a tree stuffed mm-hmm. with toys or with, with presents underneath. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be my only call out. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think, although, it's a, you know, we all get to a place where, you know, why are we giving each other's gifts? You know, mm-hmm. we're, uh, make a donation to a charity in my name. You know, if you want to do that, God bless <laughs> yeah, you. Or in your own name. I don't stuff, care. You know. Yeah. What, are there some things you can do as you're talking about, like, early education and catechesis around these things like kids getting their parents gifts when they're little is like often really useless mm-hmm. right i mean like handmade things are are Perfect. fine and sure. good but like wh- what are some ways we can like give beyond our families or like you know in that time of year? like i don't know i think of 
do we need to give in a way that makes us feel at all uncomfortable or like, you know, I, that, that it's crazy for God to have given him like that's given sure. himself it, as a baby. Right. Like maybe God doesn't feel discomfort cause he's, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but I, like Jesus had diaper rash, you know what I'm saying? Like let's, <laughs> let, let, there's, there's discomfort. Um, you know, you want to think of the discomfort of Jesus, just picture the cross. I mean, yeah. so Absolutely. I mean, let, 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 let's not minimize that at all. I think what you're saying is, can we in any way appro- not approximate um, the the self-emptying uh, of Jesus? Because we can't. Mm-hmm. You know, but how, in what way can we somehow be um, reminded of that by being uncomfortable? And I, I think, you know, there probably is some genesis of that concept mm-hmm. in early gift giving where you know resources were not what they are today at mm-hmm. least not what they are today in yeah. in the western world and um in developed countries and and so uh, you know today we can buy a gift for someone or five gifts for someone and still not be uncomfortable yeah. you know what i'm saying whereas yeah. that may not have been the case you know 150 years ago so mm-hmm. i think that's the proportion is lost and mm-hmm. so i'm not sure that in, in any way in gift giving in terms of purchases, I don't think we can replicate that. But mm-hmm. what I do think is, do we find ways to offer of ourselves in sacrifice mm-hmm. at Christmas that it's not just a one-off, but reflects what we do all the time mm-hmm. that then is done in the spirit of Christ's self-emptying in order to be one with us mm-hmm. in that crib. I, I think we can do that. And we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You, yes, you put it much more eloquently than my <laughs> bungled question. But yeah, that, I, that's what I was trying to get my, get my mind is like, how can we, um, I guess it kind of comes down to vulnerability right. in a sense. Like how can we make ourselves as vulnerable as Christ did in that moment? And, and not just like around Christmas time, but bring that vulnerability like year round into our lives. Sure. I mean, we, we, we talk all the time around issues that, for example, food banks have that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that you know, during the holidays, they're so flush. Yes. yes. And then they have these periods. Dry through, periods uh, in dry the Dry periods in the stuff. summer, right, mm-hmm. when, when nobody's thinking about them. And so the, the goal here would be to do something like that, but also to maybe commit to something that's a little bit more regular so that I keep the spirit of Christmas alive in my mm-hmm. heart in June and July and mm-hmm. September and February, whatever, mm-hmm. um, that, that I think is the greater, um, you know, the consistency. It's not like Jesus came down and, and, and sort of, um, stopped in for a visit, you know, like he emptied himself, you know, in the manger a little bit and then sort of took back on, you know, <laughs> zipped back up to the heavenly throne. No, I mean, he was consistently emptied throughout the entirety of his life. And so, um, you know, I think we've got to, uh, appreciate that we need a little more consistency in that celebration as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thanks, Father Mike. Merry oh. Christmas, Anne. <gasps> Merry Christmas. Is it okay to say Merry Christmas before it's really Christmas? Well, we'll We're meditating say, on the Christmas correct. miracle, that, that's so we correct. can say a Merry and, Christmas. And we'll assume that um, maybe some of our listeners won't listen to this until after the 25th, or at least mm-hmm. after they've celebrated the fourth Sunday of Easter, or, Easter? or, I'm sorry, or Sunday of Christmas, no. on the 24th. Fourth, fourth Sunday, Sunday of Christmas. Ab- <laughs> uh, yeah, at least cut all that out, please. 
the fourth Sunday of Advent, and then uh, and then they can listen to this. Mm, Maybe okay. not before. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. All right, that's a good idea. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another awesome episode of Friarside Chats. Please email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks so much, Father Mike. Thank you, Emma. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats. Hi, you're listening to Friarside Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with, as always... Uh, you're not going to intro yourself? <laughs> I never intro myself. You always say, I'm here with Father Mike. I say, hey, or you say, my wonderful, gorgeous friend, Father Mike. Okay, 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 okay. And okay, you're not okay. going to say that. That's me. I'm okay. here. You're looking at me. I, 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 <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We'll start over and Let's, decide if we want to keep this yeah, in or not. All right, all right, all right, all right.